Hey, good morning and welcome to the Fantasy Blinkup podcast where we talk all sports, fantasy, and real. I am Brian Baines and I am your host. It is Friday, February 24th, episode number 629. Yep, it's a cold one out there, boys and girls. It's a balmy 7 right now as I pulled into the parking lot to about 4 inches of fresh snow here in lovely Redmond, Oregon. It's a mess. So done with winter. Thought I thought we were there. I thought, you know, you get you get to the end of February, you start to see just over there in the horizon. There's a little bit of March coming and and maybe we're going to turn the corner. Get out of this stuff, and then we get bombed with this. Yeah, great pictures, uh, Mom, sent from the beach yesterday, Rockaway, Oregon, uh, covered, covered in snow, uh, something we don't see on the Oregon coast very often. Uh, quite the sight. So, uh, yeah, it's hit us, and I'm sure uh, everybody across the board probably is feeling the same thing, unless you're, you know, maybe Kahuna. Kahuna might be uh, living large. Sounds like the southeast is kind of actually warm too warm but uh yeah not so much here even even california's got all kinds of uh winter watch warnings going on down there quite the mess but uh, hopefully it passes quick we can get through this by the time we hit march next week let's let's get some sunshine going a little warmer temperatures start moving towards spring uh yeah and uh speaking of spring Next week, already, the uh, NFL Combine starts, I believe, on the 28th, which would make that Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday, we start the NFL Combine. So, yeah, it's it's NFL time again, as if it ever, ever ended. Not really. Interesting article today in The Athletic, uh, Russell Wilson. The plot thickens. Uh, it, it seems that he made a little, little power move there in Seattle trying to get uh, – the head coach and the GM uh, fired, and yeah, less than a week later, his butt was traded. Uh, so you see where ownership in Seattle <laughs> stood on that one, and they seem to have made the right decision. Uh, obviously, Seattle, even considering uh, the lack of talent that they seem to have on their roster, still got it done and, and were pretty successful. Didn't make the playoffs, but... Uh, we're, we're very close, uh, close to it. So, um, yeah, Russ loses again. Um, it just went into detail about the, the season as a whole and uh, his, yeah, his office. Apparently he had his own office on the same floor, the second floor, uh, where all the coaches' offices were, uh, you know, players that were interviewed, a lot of anonymous players interviewed, um, Thought that was weird. Just weird that uh, you, you know. Usually, and and some of the coaching staff thought that was really weird too. Usually, if players are going up to the second floor uh, to meet in coaches' offices, it's usually not a good thing. And you know, sounds like they were up there quite a bit in Russ's office with his open door. You know, there were there were some that said it, it was a, a positive as well. Uh, open door policy always had uh, great motivational quotes on his whiteboard. And, you know, all the new plays that he was working out. Uh, but 
overall a pretty unsuccessful first campaign there in Denver. We'll see if Sean Payton can get that turned around. Uh, already has come in and said that uh, Russ's entourage or his uh, you know, personal coaching staff will not be uh, a part of the facility uh, there in Denver. So uh, taking control, taking you know, as the coach should. It shouldn't be the quarterback running it. It should be um, the head coach. That's what you pay him for, I would assume. So, uh, But check it out. Interesting article in The Athletic uh, if you uh, have the means, if you have, uh, have the time. Uh, it's a good read. Uh, NBA is coming down to it. Yeah, I know. This is weird, right? It seems like uh, we just – well, it doesn't seem like. We did just start up uh, – we've had – what one night of games since the all-star break finally they finally got going after the all-star break last night uh with a you know limited slate another little little limited slate again tonight um yeah, about half the teams are probably playing uh but in, in fantasy basketball this is this is down to the wire this is it we uh start the playoffs on monday in this one it seems a little odd seems a little early uh, but we do have, I think we have two-week two week matchups in NBA, which is well, good, I guess. I mean, you know, you're going to get the, the best teams going to come out of that usually uh, over a two-week period. I kind of kind of like the two-week matchup. So I, I think that's how it's going to roll. So they needed more time uh, to, to get it all together. I mean, we're not even to the trade deadline. Oh, no, we are. Ba- basketball trade deadline is passed. Yeah, uh, NHL trade deadline coming up next week. Uh, so that'll heat up. But, yeah, so we're starting the playoffs uh, on on Monday. And I say we uh, tentatively, right? I, I'm right there. Uh, right now, uh, J-Lev has got the number one seed locked up. He's done. Uh, he Nobody can catch him. And he will have the first round by. A little bit of a battle going on between Lapine and YK. They are two and three. Lapine's two right now. YK three. He is three points back. So he's trying everything he can to uh, to catch Lapine and get to that uh, first round bye, the all important first round bye, which was so helpful for me in NFL this year. Uh, Snyder is locked into the four. Nobody's going to catch him. Stinky's locked into the five. He can't move up and catch Snyder, and no one can catch Stinky, so they are they are set. But there is a little battle, little battle going on right now. West, technically, if you look at the standings, West is in the sixth and final playoff spot. But if you look at the standings based on uh, this week's two-week matchup, right, because we had the All-Star break that messed uh, that all up. So in the two-week matchup where I am up on Tang, Seven to, seven to two, and West is down to Snyder five three and one. Uh, it puts yours truly three points up in the race for the final playoff spot. So we'll see. We got to get through Friday. We got to get through Saturday, and we got to get through Sunday. And I've got to somehow find a way to hold on to this slim little lead. See if I can go from last to the playoffs uh, from one year to the next. And that's without Chet. Right, my number one, the number two overall draft pick in last year's FYPD. Um, yeah, he didn't. He hasn't played a, a second for me this year. So uh, we'll see. See if I can hang on.
see uh, see how it turns out. You'll you'll find out next week whether I'm in the playoffs or whether I'm not. Uh, not that it's going to be great. Uh, if I do make the playoffs, it's going to be against Lapine or YK, and that's not going to be a favorable matchup for me, especially in two week in a two week battle. It's going to be a lot of trouble there. But hey, if I could make the playoffs, I would be very very proud of my team for that and what I was able to do with that heap of garbage that I had last year that finished last place. So fingers crossed. See if I can get there. Uh, baseball is, uh, they are in. They are, uh, I believe they start playing actual exhibition games today. Uh, yeah, so that'll be fun. Uh, read a little piece on a guy named Ben Joyce uh, out of Tennessee. He was at a, played University of Tennessee last year. He is, a, I believe, a Los Angeles Angel. Yeah, 105.5 on the radar gun uh, that he hit as a college athlete, and they asked if he, um, you know, thinks he can hit that again this year, and he says, oh, feeling, I'm feeling great, feeling, feeling really strong. think I can hit that or maybe even a little bit higher. 105.5. Oh, man. Uh, have to assume uh, reliever. I, I don't. I don't know that you're throwing a starter out there that's gonna gonna throw that hard um, for too long, but uh, yeah, love it, love to see it. So baseball uh, in in the works, it's coming, and uh, exhibition games starting as of today. Might be there might be some underway right now as we speak. Uh, let's get into the tight ends. I said I promised. I know it's 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 not great, but we we have to talk. We have to talk tight ends. It is a position in the fantasy game, uh, one that we, unless you own Travis Kelsey, it's one that you uh, would rather probably uh, punt almost as much as kickers. But, uh, yeah, so obviously the number one, uh, Travis Kelsey, um, he was number one and number one, right, number one uh, points total for the year. He was over 100 points more than the number two as uh I've talked about before, if you put him in the wide receiver position, would have finished as the wide receiver five. Uh, there's no no reason why he should be picked any later than, say, the seventh pick of the first round in a redraft league uh, going forward next year, the year after that. Until, it, uh, granted, yeah, sure, he's going to be 34 years old next year. Yeah. I'm not buying it until I see the actual drop off. Uh, I'm going to keep drafting him right where I have been because he is such a difference at this this crappy position of tight end uh, when you can have a hundred point advantage on the number two guy, let alone the number twelve guy overall. Right when you're talking one tight end for each team in your league, uh, you you can't pass that up in the first round. Uh, I could argue that he could even go higher than the 1-7 up into the 1-3, 1-4 in that range. He's that big of a difference maker. So, uh, yeah, Travis Kelsey, enough said about him. T.J. Hawkinson comes in at number two in points and number four in average, and we saw that makes sense because we didn't see a whole lot out of him, certainly not any consistency in in Detroit until he was traded to Minnesota, and then he just took off, uh, climbed up the charts, and got himself up into the number two overall uh, position. But he's number four average points per week. Number three was Kittle. 
um, pretty consistent. Did miss some games. Uh, he ends up at number two on average. So if you take out the games that he missed and uh, calculate those points in, he was the number two overall average tight end when he was on the field. Mark Andrews uh, finishes at number four in points and number three in average. Again, missed some time this year. So you saw a little bit of a uh, – you saw him drop a little bit in point in the point total just because he missed some time. And also, you know, not having Lamar Jackson uh, when he was there uh, didn't help either. Uh, Evan Ingram makes a statement. He is a free agent. Uh, signed a one-year prove-it deal with Jacksonville. He finishes the, as the tight end five, and on average average score, he was tight end number seven. Uh, so we'll see where he lands if he uh, turns that into, you know, a little little fatter, longer-term contract with uh, Jacksonville, or whether he moves on somewhere else. Uh, Taysom Hill comes in at number six. In points and number eight on average, I you know felt like this this has to be fixed right. He is not a tight end. He doesn't score his points as a tight end, and it it needs to be it needs to be fixed in platforms. They have to they have to take a look at this. They're they're not going to right because the because the team lists him as the tight end on the roster. Uh, that's where he's going to be. But he gets most of his points either rushing the ball or throwing the ball. He very seldom actually catches the ball. So uh, to me, that's not a tight end. And, you know, if I were running the platforms, I would uh, put a stop to this, either put him at quarterback or put him at running back. But he is not a tight end. But he does finish as top six. Um, felt like it was real feast or famine with him. Uh, you either got a bunch or you didn't get much at all, depending on how they used him on a particular week. Tyler Higby comes in at number seven in points, number 14 on average. Again, he had some uh, balloon games there late in the season that helped push him up. It didn't take a whole lot. If you had a couple of strung, a couple of good games together, uh, as far as points go, it, it, it pushed you right up the charts because these guys score so few points overall just doesn't take much Cole Komet comes in number eight he was number 13 on average points per game uh again had a good end of the season as Justin Fields started taking off Cole Komet uh kind of followed along with him uh so that was uh, you know late season stuff so we'll see if they can pick that up right from the start next year Friar Muth kind of in and out of the lineup with with little nagging injuries, concussion, things like that uh, this year. He finishes number nine in points, number 12 on average. Uh, Dallas Goddard uh, finishes number 10 in points, but number five in average. So he missed some time with the shoulder injury. and then, um, But he, when he was on the field, man, he was uh, very effective. So he's a top five guy. Uh, as long as he stays healthy. Dalton Schultz finishes number 11 in points, number 10 in average. I felt like uh, Dak was really using him down uh, in the in the red zone towards the end of the year and the playoff game. He is a free agent and was franchised last year, so if they franchise him again, that's going to cost him even more. So we'll have to keep an eye on him and uh, that brings up Hendershot, who finished 54 overall, but could 
uh, jump up that chart quite a bit if Schultz moves on from Dallas as a free agent. So keep your eyes on Dalton Schultz and where he ends up. Um, of course, we would like to see him stay in Dallas probably as the best possible outcome for him. I don't know if they're going to want to or going to be able to pay him what uh, he will demand. David Njoku comes in at number 12 on points, number 9 on average. Again, these guys all missed games. So um, you can see what they did when they were on the field and the fact that they missed some games cost them a little bit in the overall points. Gerald Everett, number 13. He was number 16 on average, so 13 points, 16 average week. Uh, Juwan Johnson comes in number 14 in points, 15 on average. Uh, scored some touchdowns, right? You know, these, these tight ends that score touchdowns put themselves right in the hunt. Dawson Knox is number 15 in points, number 18 in average. Very touchdown-dependent guy. Um, Tyler Conklin, number 16 in points. He was number 21 in average. He was a real up-and-down. He There was so much quarterback stuff going on with the Jets. He was better with some guys and worse with others and, and would disappear for a while and then come up and have big games. Um, so, yeah, watch that quarterback situation there and how that will affect Conklin moving forward. But... Uh, Man, when he was good, he was good. Uh, Noah Fant comes at number 17 in Seattle. He was the average, though, average number 23. Real up-and-down season for him. They use like seven tight ends, it feels like, in Seattle. So a little bit tricky there to try to figure out when he's going to hit and touchdown dependent as well. Jordan Akins was number 18 on points for Houston and number 20 on average. Zach Ertz, how about this one? Zach Ertz got hurt pretty early in the season. Missed the remainder of the season. He finishes tight end 19 uh, in overall points, but number six in average per game. So when he was there, uh, he was in, and he was effective. But I believe could be a free agent. If not, Cardinals definitely could look to make a cut here. They're not going anywhere for a while, and they might want to save some salary and start moving to the future. Um to McBride there, who who will be the future tight end and got got some play late in the season. Did not get himself into the top thirty range, but uh, but looked good when he got the opportunity. Uh, Robert Tunyon comes in at twenty. He wasn't even in the top twenty four as far as average. Um, you know these this is kind of messy when you get down to this point. Hayden Hurst I felt was better than this. He finishes tight end twenty one in points nineteen. In average, I just felt like he, I don't know, I had him on a lot of teams, and I felt like he did enough uh, each week. It just felt like he did enough to, for me to not cut him, right? I would always, well, okay, he got another touchdown, so I'll, I'll roll him out there for another week and see what happens. And it feels like he delivered better than this. But 21, that's where, they, that's where he finishes. Hunter Henry was 22. Mike Kosicki. Uh, 23, he's a free agent and will not be back in Miami. So um, look for his landing spot. It could be, could be big for him because he is a, he's the, you know, a receiving tight end. He's not uh, your blocking type. So if he lands in a spot that wants to use him uh, correctly, then yeah, do that. He would, he he could be good. 
So could be sneaky for next year. Austin Hooper in Tennessee was number 24. Uh, one spot ahead of Chig Aconquo. Uh, keep an eye on this young guy. Athletic as heck. And they just cut the Titans just cut Robert Woods yesterday. And I'm sure they'll draft some guys, but there's not a lot of people to throw to down there. So uh, the Hooper Oconquo situation, I don't know what Hooper's status is. Obviously, uh, Chig's going to be there going forward. 26 was Isaiah Likely. He was, you know, reasonably effective when Andrews was hurt, but the only way he becomes relevant is if they, you know, kind of shake up the offense a little bit and go two tight ends in, in a passing type of a setup. Uh, Kate Otten looked okay at times down in Tampa Bay. Will Disley, number 28. Greg Dolcich comes in, 29. He got a late start to the season, was uh, dinged up, and Russ really liked him uh, once he got in there. And he So he finishes 29, but average score per outing was 17th, so a little bit better. Uh, kind of like his athletic ability and a guy to keep an eye on moving forward. Foster Moreau comes in at number 30. He got a lot of time in there because uh, Waller was hurt. Now, Waller comes in at 31, but uh, in true Waller form, he was average score of number 11, so he was a lot better than that 31. He just missed so much time that it cost him in points overall, but uh, still a tight end one, and probably... I would probably, moving forward, have him still top six overall, but we got to see what happens in, in Las Vegas with the quarterback situation. It's, you know, it could be messy. Could be could not be great down there, so that can affect him. Logan Thomas was 32. Kyle Pitts came in at 33 with an average average score of 22, so he missed the, the end of the season. Uh, the Kyle Pitts, the whole Kyle Pitts thing, right? So he was 1,000 yards as a rookie, uh, definitely took a step back this year, but the quarterback situation was so bad in Atlanta uh, with they just didn't want to pass the ball. So um, he's 22 years old, people. Okay, Still a freak of nature when it comes to his athletic ability. He's going to be fine. I would still view him as a top eight guy moving forward in in drafts, uh, redraft, uh, maybe even a little bit higher than that uh, in dynasties. So, you know, Kyle Pitts is going to be fine. They'll get the quarterback situation figured out there, and they will hopefully, you know, uh, Arthur Smith, he, he's going to want to run the ball anyway, but um, hopefully they'll start moving a little bit more uh, effectively in the passing game. And then, uh, just a couple of honorable mentions here. I already talked about Hendershot. He is uh, a, a must-grab guy if uh, if Schultz moves on there in Dallas because he did get a little bit of action uh, even with Schultz in the lineup, and, and if Schultz is gone, that's big. And then Irv Smith. What do we do with Irv Smith, right? He finishes 43. On average, he was 24. Uh, a little bit dinged up again this year, and then you had T.J. Hawkinson move in, and Hawk is is there. He's he's a fixture, and he is a huge part of the Minnesota offense going forward. So maybe we can get Irv Smith a new home where he can have a shot, but he he's got to figure out a way to stay healthy. Um, yeah, and that's it. That's the tight end position right there. That's uh, 
all I can really talk about. There, there are some rookies, some studs coming in, but the tight end position always a, a hard one to uh, to make a huge impact early on. So really hard to, uh, in, especially in, in redraft-type formats, to, to look to any rookies uh, that are coming out. But we'll get into that. We'll talk rookies uh, on another episode for sure. But let's get to it. Uh, let's get to the weekend. We got golf to watch this week. Uh, we got the, I think it's the Bay Hill in Florida going on. We got uh, NBA basketball. We got NHL hockey going. Hey, the XFL is rolling too. If you uh, have to, you just absolutely must get that football fix. Then uh, get some XFL on. It'll be playing all weekend somewhere. I'm not sure who covers that what what network has it but uh yeah good stuff watch some watch some full swing on netflix great golf show get in there let's get out of here let's uh is is the crowd is the crowd gonna go wild or are they gonna boo us today was it a good episode i don't know or maybe they're just gonna laugh us off i don't know let's see what see what we get oh the crowd goes wild they like it they like the episode they're happy for the weekend as well let's get it on for the Fantasy Blink, I am the Commish. Have a great weekend, everybody. I am out of here.